Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and I can't believe this is episode 136. I don't know where the the time has gone. This is crazy. Um, but today I want to be talking a little bit about some more plant companions because as I've been outside, I've been planting cabbages, broccoli, potatoes, leeks, peas, fava beans, right? And I've really been trying to grow plants together that grow well together as companions. That's all part of this integrated pest management that we've been talking about recently. Um, but I'm very much trying to do a lot more of it on my homestead. So, for example, onions and leeks I tend to put over to the ends of the garden beds where the deer tend to come in from and through my property to deter them away from my veggies and there's a good deal of interplanting that's happening in my garden so that's where you plant two or more plants together in the same space and the reason for that is to help things grow and help kind of fend off um, some of these you know pests and things that I don't want in my garden so in fact like the cabbages where I didn't interplant them with leeks they've been eaten and destroyed by something and I'm pretty sure it's a slug but I'm not totally sure um my husband noticed that there was a lot of leaves on the baby seedlings that had literally been kind of like cut off with something um so that was a little disappointing and you know I've got a, a massively reduced harvest because of that but all of the beds where I have interplanted with my leeks they're all growing really strong same for where I've got my mustards growing and my um garlic it's all growing really well together so um the fact that I'm sort of having these issues in real time I thought I wanted to take today's episode to talk through some more plant companions to help you plan and plant your garden because I know a lot of you are going to be like me over the upcoming Memorial Day weekend you are going to be out there planting and getting things going in your garden so as I mentioned last week Week, there's going to be no podcast for the weekend of Memorial Day and you know please forgive me but I have a lot of plants to get out into the garden so I'm going to be busy doing that um, so I wanted to give you you know an, an extra special episode that's going to help your garden grow a little bit more so let's dig in and talk about companions so this is the first year that i'm growing amaranth for grains and for greens in my garden and um, i'm trialing a couple of different varieties and yes they're going to be going into the land race project too but amaranth is one of those plants that grows really tall and so you want to grow it on the north side of your garden if you're in the northern hemisphere where it's not going to shade out your garden beds now luckily corn is the same corn grows really tall and uh, has the you know some of the same characteristics where it will shade things out so you want to grow that on the northern side too if you're in the northern hemisphere luckily amaranth grows well with corn and corn's a, a good companion plant for amaranth so you can grow both of these close together if space is an issue on that northern side of, of the garden bed so it's not going to have anything behind it shading shading out so that's what i mean like either the back of the garden where you know you've not got anything that you're trying to grow veggie wise and stuff you know growing behind it where it's going to be um in the shade cast by amaranth and corn as these plants grow obviously if you're in the southern hemisphere you want to be swapping that round um now for amaranth itself it also grows well with onions or other members of the allium family so we're talking 
onions, leeks, uh, green onions, or scallions, garlic, elephant garlic, walking onions, and that shallot. Also shallots. Sorry, that was a really bad joke. That's like dad joke level of jokes. Um, but I can't help it. It's one that my granddad always told me. So that's that's how I remember it. Um, but amaranth and corn grow well with potatoes too, which seems like a kind of unusual pairing. And, you know, as we're talking through some companion plants, there's some kind of weird and wonderful combinations. And part of the reason why they grow well together is because of, you know, one plant is helping to deter a pest of another. So your potato um, yield itself is going to be smaller when you grow potatoes with corn and amaranth because both of these plants like to take up a lot of nutrients but the benefit is that you're going to have reduced pests from those so that's a choice that you need to make whether you're more interested in having like a higher yield of potatoes or whether you're wanting to kind of reduce um, the pests between the two. Now, amaranth does not grow well with members of the brassica family. So we're talking arugula, also known as rocket, if you're in the, the UK or Europe. Um, bok choy, pak choy, mitsuna, mustards, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, turnip rutabaga, also known as swede, um, collards, horseradish, kale, kohlrabi, radish and nasturtium. I think that's most of the brassicas but you don't want to grow those anywhere near your amaranth because they just don't grow well together. Um, so you know you'll have things that grow well so those compatible companions and then a number of incompatible plants and unfortunately brassicas seem to be incompatible with quite a few plant families but there's a few things that it grows well together now let's move to beets and swiss chard because they always looked lovely in my garden and they're one of my favorite things to grow um but at three dollars 99 yeah 3.99 a bunch at my local grocery store that's crazy town i can definitely grow these and have way more bunches of swiss chard or beets for way less than $3.99 like in fact the seed packet's about $3.99 or $4.50-ish um last time I looked at seeds um so seeds are definitely a bit more expensive which is why I'm looking more towards seed saving and doing these kind of land race type of projects is primarily because you know I have the ability to produce my own seed from the garden and it, I know that it's going to grow and thrive but also just the sheer cost of um, seeds it can be you know a, a prevention for a lot of people who are wanting to get out and garden but just the amount that it's costing to get set up is one of those things but when you put it in perspective of how much you're paying for some of these items that you could grow yourself it starts to look a little bit more um, like a possibility but yeah 3.99 a bunch of um, Swiss chard and 3.99 a bunch of um, you know beets it was crazy and that wasn't even the organic like the USDA organic certified stuff that was crazy um, but you know beets grow super well and um, when I was at a seed and seedling swap over um, the weekend a few a few weekends ago um, for Earth Day and stuff um, people were going crazy for the beet seeds and um, that was really funny to me because I'd been to a seed swap before in Utah and like there was tons of beet seeds there nobody wanted the beets but like out in New Hampshire everybody wanted the beets so that was pretty cool um, I love beets um, you guys 
that have listened to the podcast before like there's the number of ways that i like to eat beets and beets are starting to grow on my family um so i wanted to grow them a little bit more we've predominantly grown more um swiss chard in our garden because leafy greens have been easier for me to kind of incorporate into meals that i'm cooking for my family and then you know i would have beets myself but now i've kind of discovered making like vegetarian burgers with um beets and quinoa and a few other um things in there so you know beets have become a lot more exciting for me um but i digress this is not about the ways that i'm going to be using beets in in the kitchen but what grows well together so beets and swiss chard grow well with members of the brassica family so like all of those members that i mentioned earlier um they grow well with beets and chard and i often interplant um broccoli with chard or lettuce um but beets and chard also grow well with onions or members of the allium family and lettuce as well so i like having options of things that i can grow together in a bed and interplant together so i could have you know broccoli and parts of the broccoli i've got beets growing with them and then parts of the broccoli i've got maybe leeks growing with them or you know some scallions or green onions or whatever and then maybe i've got some you know bits where i've got lettuce and things growing growing with them i really love having multiple things together so i can get more out of the space so this year like i said i'm into planting with leeks and beets so i can get more out of the the space that's there maybe i'll put in some lettuces too just to kind of fill in the gaps um you know whilst things are getting established because lettuce is really great at growing and then helping to suppress weeds and keep moisture in the soil and um you know that's one of the the great things about you know having these kind of living mulches um especially right now where i don't have any mulch to be going out on the garden um you know i just i don't have anywhere to kind of get hold of it at the minute um or the means to get hold of it right now so um having a living mulch with plants like lettuce great absolutely love it and lettuce is one of those really good plants that fills in with a number of different um you know plants and helps to fill in a gap it's a relatively quick growing crop i mean you can have like baby lettuce leaves and things ready relatively quickly um in the garden so if you're looking for something that is going to fill in a space until you know you're ready to be planting something in midsummer let's say that you're going to be planting things for fall lettuce is a really good one to to go with so you want to avoid um planting pole beans near your beets and chard um they don't grow very well together and you'll either have um kind of plants that are sort of stunted growing or they tend to be a bit woody they don't seem to grow very well together at all so avoid growing those together fava beans or broad beans um, they grow well with most vegetables and they're a great crop for early spring and certainly if you're in a milder area you can plant broad beans or fava beans like sow them out in fall leave them in over the ground and then in spring they'll pop up winter is pretty harsh where i am um so i didn't want to plant them out in the garden i mean i didn't have a garden <laughs> bed sorted over winter either um so that wasn't totally an option but fava beans you can plant out as soon as you know the soil is workable so that's 
it's pretty cool i like to grow them with marigolds because it helps to deter the black fly or aphids which are so often attracted to growing fava beans and um, but you can also grow favas near spinach potatoes or brassicas because they help to add nitrogen from the air to the soil and um, that potatoes and brassicas use and love to grow in um favas don't grow well near onion family members though um certainly in my garden when i had planted them near leeks and um, they were much smaller much weaker more spindly plants in their growth um so avoid planting those next to members of the onion family now let's move to pole beans because pole beans are one of my absolute favorites to grow and i'm so excited for the risk of frost to finally pass so i can plant them out Pole beans grow well with corn, marigolds, and even radishes, but pole beans don't grow well with members of the onion family, beets or chard or other brassicas or sunflowers, unfortunately. Uh, let's talk about blackberries. Um, we don't often talk a lot about like companion plants when it comes to fruit, uh, but blackberries are a favorite of mine um and they grow well with grapes and tansy now tansy is a perennial herb that grows in clumps um and it's pretty good at deterring like a, a lot of pests because of the scent that it has um but it can easily spread and take over stuff so be careful if you're planting tansy um if you don't want it to spread then i would suggest growing it in a container and putting the container near your blackberries um they they do pretty well in a container and um, that way you can kind of help keep it somewhat contained um, also um, be pretty good at deadheading um, the flowers so after the flowers have come up and they look like they've been pollinated you want to trim those back because that will obviously regenerate more flowers to start happening which is great because they're always covered by various um, pollinators and insects in the garden um, but it also helps to kind of reduce some of the uh, spreading habit that happens but m most of the spreading from tansy is from from the roots but occasionally you know seeds disperse and that's how you get um new plants coming coming up so if you're worried about the invasive nature of that that is a way to tackle that um blackberries do not grow well with raspberries um so yeah um if you're wanting big juicy blackberries or raspberries then you want to grow those in separate beds that's the best way to handle those is just keep them separate um grapes let's talk about grapes um since grapes do grow well with blackberries um but grapes weirdly grow well with mustard uh basil chives oregano or oregano depending on how you pronounce it um beans and peas so if you're wondering how to make use of you know if you've got a grapevine and you know there's only kind of that growing there um and you want to be growing more in the space that you have around it especially if you're in a suburban or an urban setting right you can really get more from the same garden bed i mean the herbs are a great kind of cut and come again repeated harvest same with the mustard um beans and peas are also good for you know you're planting them then you can come back for a repeated harvest of course the benefit with the bees and peas are that, that you're fixing nitrogen and providing food that the grapevine can then use later now let's talk about carrots and parsnips now i typically grow carrots or parsnips with leeks um, or onions because the scent of each of them deters a pest for you know each of those so carrot flies deterred by onion scent and uh, onion flies deterred by carrot 
scent. Um, but you can also grow them with lettuce, English peas and tomatoes. You want to avoid growing dill or fennel anywhere near carrots or parsnips though because um, it just makes them grow woody and not very well at all so if you want delicious carrots and stuff keep dill and fennel well away from where you're growing them um fennel let's just talk about fennel because fennel needs to be on its own it does not grow well with anything it doesn't play well with others um there's a number of really lovely bulbing fennel varieties that are available to grow now um i love eating fennel i love it i use it a lot in my cooking and again that's something that's really expensive at the store i think they were like 4.99 a bulb um in my grocery store which was crazy um and i use them a lot from like making minestrone or in a you know fresh salad um but fennel is one of those plants that you really need to grow on its own it just doesn't grow well near anything else um so if you're looking at you know trying to plan your garden and figuring out where to grow these things just put fennel in a bed on its own and plan that into your crop rotation uh bush beans are next up and their friends are a little bit different to pole beans now bush beans will grow well with potatoes in fact i like to leave enough space between my potato rows to put in a row of bush beans and still have room to hill up or cover the potato plants with mulch and um, bush beans also play nice and help cucumbers corn celery even strawberries grow um most of the bush beans i grow are like the french um type of beans um or wax beans for fresh eating although there's a couple of bush drying bean varieties that i have the majority of my drying beans tend to be pole beans um but i think that the wax beans hold up very well in like spicy pickled beans or blanched in, in the freezer um but bush beans you know they're a very quick crop to have they grow very very well for most beginner gardeners and um you know they they are pretty straightforward and um you know they help fix nitrogen in the soil and help other plants to grow but bush beans um like fava beans don't grow well near members of the onion family so you want to keep those away from onions now the brassica family members have some nuances about them um like radish grows well with pole beans um or with cucumber for example and cucumbers and cabbage growing together sounds like a really weird combination but it works really well like cucumbers that can grow on the ground shade the soil they reduce the weeds and help retain moisture in the soil um but that seems to have helped like my plants certainly my cabbage plants from tolerating heat stress um but you know better um you know management of kind of where i'm growing brassicas has helped as well but in a pinch you know growing cucumbers um with your brassica transplants does does kind of help um but most of the brassica family companions are the onion family aromatic and scented herbs so things like chamomile rosemary or sage um, beets and chard clover and spinach um, you want to avoid brassicas near dill and pole beans strawberries and tomatoes like none of those grow well near your brassica plants um corn also doesn't grow well with tomatoes um but it does grow well with pole beans cucumber english peas potato yeah irish potatoes cow peas pumpkins and squash 
Um, cowpeas are a fantastic crop to grow. Um, they build soil by adding nitrogen. They generate a lot of biomass or plant material that you can use in the compost heap or for the chickens or, you know, even as a, as a mulch. Um, but like collards, cowpeas are a lot more associated with being grown in the southern states. And cowpeas really handle heat and humidity well. Um, but there are a number of um, northern varieties that are starting to become available thanks to passionate plant breeders and the uh, Aussie or the OSSI, or also known as the Open Source Seed Initiative. Um, I'm really hoping that I can get cowpeas to work on my homestead in Maine because I love cowpeas. Um, and if you're a regular listener or listening, um, I bet, you know, if you're thinking, I bet that's going to be a land race project, you would be correct, my friend. Um, I am. I'm definitely going to be trying to um, get a land race variety of cowpeas growing here on the homestead. Now, cowpeas don't grow well with garlic or onions um, or Irish potatoes, but they do grow well with corn. Um, but also other beans, cucumber, carrots, radishes and turnips. Let's talk about tomatoes because tomatoes are you know, like America's kind of gateway vegetable for gardening, whereas in the UK um, it was potatoes. Um, but tomatoes grow well with peppers, ginger, basil, the onion family, carrots, cucumbers, borage, marigolds, nasturtiums, celery and parsley but you want to avoid planting pole beans squashes or melons nearby celery and tomatoes worked really well together in utah and it was a combination that i was really surprised at but definitely a combination i would try again here in maine i've not yet tried um carrots and tomatoes together that is one that i am definitely going to be putting in this year so um when i've got my um tomatoes in next weekend um i'm also going to be sowing carrots too because um, hopefully i will have um weeded enough to be able to get my carrot seeds out because carrots take a long time to germinate and with the weather kind of starting to ramp up a bit um, we've got some damp weather coming in so I want to make use of that to help keep the soil moist and help the carrots germinate. Um, let's talk about turnips and rutabagas or swede because um, those do not grow well with potatoes or other members of the brassica family um, although they work really well you know on the plate and in the kitchen together out in the garden not so much and um, they do grow well with peas making them a really good choice for early spring or fall planting and that's certainly what I've been trying to do is where I've been putting um, peas in to grow I'm trying to put some turnips either side of, of the peas or um, turnips and rutabaga. I'm just trying to keep things um, together that are going to grow well. And, you know, certainly like the summers here in Maine are a lot cooler than, you know, some of the other areas that I've lived and visited um, for extended periods of time. Um, but having a lot of brassicas grow um, is, you know, certainly very um, commonplace here in the northern states because those cooler temperatures grow well. Um, turnips and rutabaga are especially sensitive, um, I found when I was growing them in Utah, to the heat stress, even to the point where I would have to plan where I was growing those so they would be getting shaded on, um, you know, a 
an afternoon so they weren't going to overheat so much um, and I could keep them growing without them uh, bolting and going to seed um, but here in Maine I've got a little bit more um, flexibility with growing those and um, I really like the idea of growing them with peas because you know you can have a nice um, you know handful of fresh peas and a couple of handfuls of um, turnips or, or rutabagas a little bit later in the season. Uh, let's talk about pumpkins. Uh, pumpkins are more picky with their plant pals than other types of squashes. So pumpkins want to be away from other squashes or other squash family members. So like melons and cucumbers, those kind of things. Um, they also want to avoid tomatoes and sunflowers. Um, they do like to team up with corn and grow well near marigolds like the, you know, the three sisters garden of the, the beans, the corn and the pumpkin those those grow well together um but you know having them grow near marigolds is also good um or if you just want them to grow with corn but otherwise you kind of want to have pumpkins kind of on their own um and pretty separate other squashes um so like other winter squash or summer squashes zucchini those kind of things they like to grow with nasturtiums and even with artichokes or um cardoon they also work well with marigolds and and corn now, sunflowers and melons are a great combination pair. Sunflowers grow well with peanuts as well. So you can grow your own trail mix together, which I think is a fantastic idea. Um, melons also like to grow with amaranth, beans, chamomile, peanuts, and even corn. But you don't want to plant melons with members of the brassica family or with tomatoes. Um, when I grew some melons uh, I just kind of slapped in a couple of tomato plants that I you know I needed to find a room for right and um, the tomato plants they grew but the yields on them was so so much diminished there was um, you know it was barely worth it I think I maybe had two or three tomatoes that um, were able to be harvested from those plants so if you're wanting good tomatoes keep them well away from melons um let's talk about sweet potatoes and okra because those are a winning combination of companion plants which are great for those hot and humid areas um they both thrive in you know the heat um of the summer so if you're wanting things to grow together, then look to um, okra and sweet potatoes. But sweet potato also grows well with peppers and sunflowers. Um, they do not grow well with sorghum or broom corn. So if you're growing sorghum or broom corn, then think about teaming those up with peas or cow peas instead to help those grow. And that's it for today's podcast. I would love to know from you, what's your favorite companion plant combination that you found in your garden? What works for you? Don't be shy. Come and say hi and let me know in the Facebook group so you can share your gardening knowledge and help other misfit gardeners grow. Until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully. There is no podcast episode next week, but I will see you right after with the following week with another episode. So until then, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I'll see you then.